Don't you ever take for granted the privilege of getting to go to church. That's under attack. There is a reproach that comes with being a follower of Christ. We in America have tried to reshape the whole church so that it's palatable and likable in the culture. A church that is accepted well with the culture is usually not accepted well with Christ. The church is a fortress, and a fortress is strength. A fortress is might. Not only a center of defense, but a place of strategic planning and offense. Our God does not expect us to wait for the darkness to enclose around us. He expects us to take up His banner and fight the darkness with His light. You want to know what the biggest problem with America is? The wolf is this country. Gave in. Gave in to public pressure. Gave in to political correctness. One of the greatest curses this country has ever had to deal with is political correctness. Preparing the Christian to shine the light against the darkness of this world. Welcome to Our Mighty Fortress Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Miller, and welcome to the show. We have a much-needed subject to cover today, but first, please go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button on the podcast platform in which you are listening to us upon. We have several social media platforms with all sorts of material you can listen to and read. You can keep up with us at our fan page on Facebook when you type in at Our Mighty Fortress. You can also visit our website at OurMightyFortress.com. We have a whole lot of media there, articles, videos, and even a link to our merch store to be able to support the work. If you feel so motivated to donate to what we do here, feel free to do so through the website and our established PayPal link. By following and supporting the podcast, you let me know that you care about the subjects that we discuss. Today, I would like to address a subject that really ties into the nature of why God called me to be a voice crying in the wilderness. There is a warning that needs to go out to all Americans. There are terrible precedents happening in our great nation that are unraveling the very foundation in which she was built. Our culture has degraded socially and morally and has left us naked and destitute before our enemies around us. Our government has overstepped its constitutional boundaries over and over again. And really, it almost seems like an everyday occurrence now. I firmly believe that this is going to be the method by which oppression and judgment of the people will come. There are plenty of nations in this world that want to see America fall. But we're destroying ourselves. All our enemies have to do is just sit back and watch. It truly is unbelievable. I want to analyze the foundational reasons why America is in the condition that she's in and its root cause. One may or may not like what I have to say about the subject today, but the only thing I can do is offer you the truth. We have to understand that America is not invincible. Let me say that again. America is not invincible. And it's the epitome of arrogance to think that we're like any other nation in the past of its rise and fall. History has a tendency of repeating itself. And it was someone who said that those who fail to learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. Once upon a time, no one ever thought that the Roman Empire would fall. 
but it did. Interestingly enough, it wasn't because of enemies outside of the boundaries that would bring that about. Rather, they were destroying themselves with, from within. The record keeps playing over and over again because history does repeat itself. If we refuse to see and hear these warnings, especially the warnings from God, then our nation also will spiral downwards further to, I believe, will be a point of no return. And we will receive the destruction and judgment that it deserves. With that introduction, let's get right into this. There are certain characteristics that precede a nation's destruction. If we were to point some of these out, it would revolve around pride, covetousness, and apathy. Now, these are directly moral issues. And when looking at the Judeo-Christian moral framework that our nation was founded upon, these are considered sin before God. We see that, much like the nations that came before her, America has all three characteristics that will eventually lead to her destruction. All three, which are not only affecting the people, but is affecting the men and women who run the government. Pride can be easily defined as thinking more of yourself than you ought. The United States government is filled with proud individuals and think very highly of themselves. And even go so far as to get as much airtime as possible on various media sources. <laughs> the picture that comes to mind of our one of our recent uh, government members of the medical field is Dr. Fauci. Ever since that man uh, has gotten some of the spotlight during the whole coronavirus epidemic, that guy cannot get out of the camera. He loves the camera. <laughs> Pride is what makes a person thirst for power or fame. If there's one thing the last five years have shown us about government, is that the whole system is corrupted with pride. It is pride which makes government officials violate others' constitutional rights and their belief that they can actually get away with it. Think about that. They not only violate your rights, they also think that they can get away with it. That's pride. Pride is what makes these officials walk around with this feeling as though they are untouchable. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, in verse, verse 18, it says, quote, Pride goeth before destruction, and in haughty spirit before a fall. End quote. This is not only true in the internal sense when it comes to the judgment of God, it is also the outcome of man's decisions as well. In her pride... America has rejected the very God that set its foundation. There are so many that kick against this very concept, even Christians. And mainly it's because of their hate for anything holy. That word seems to be an offense, especially amongst Christians, unfortunately. Materialism has corrupted the minds and hearts of Americans. And we have forgotten our maker. Never before in the history of man has such a government like the United States even existed. It, it hasn't been done before. It, America is the epitome of the best government that man could bring forth. And it's going to fail because it's solely based upon man now. We don't want God a part of it. So it's going to be like every other government and fall apart. It is so arrogant for to think that 
hey, look at us. We're so advanced in America compared to the rest of the world. But it was because of Christian principles that allowed such advancements to take place. There are so many examples, but let's take a look at just a few. How about the Fifth Amendment, which is the right to due process under the law? That is kind of important. <laughs> this has its origin in what's called Blackstone's formulation. William Blackstone is, was an English jurist in the 1760s and ultimately wrote that it would be better for 10 guilty people to go free than for one innocent person to be unjustly convicted. Now, this was later quoted extensively, especially by the Founding Fathers. Benjamin Franklin took it a step further to say it would be better that a hundred persons took it would be better for a hundred persons to go free than one righteous man to be unjustly convicted. Where did these men get such ideas? Was it from the Enlightenment? No, it was not. The origin stems from the book of Genesis in the Bible and the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. God was going to judge the city for their sins, especially for their pride. The book of Ezekiel chapter 16 and verse 49 says, quote, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, and the abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, end quote. Most remember that story because of the homosexuality of Sodom, and surely that was wicked before God. But it was ultimately pride which led to the other atrocious sins that were stated. When God was going to judge Sodom, Abraham's brother Lot was in the city. Abraham made a deal with God that if there were just ten righteous found in the city, then he should not destroy it. None was found, though. They went to the city and got Lot and his family out before the destruction, but the city would not be judged until Lot and his family were out. Hence, the foundation for Blackstone's formulation. The right to a fair trial and its Christian origin were written into the Constitution. Many people who do not identify as Christians are finally coming around to understanding this very foundational concept that, hey... <laughs> The moral Christ, or the Christian moral framework of this nation is actually kind of important. <laughs> They're realizing this, and uh, even those who don't even believe in the Christian God, they may be agnostic or even uh, atheist or even you know other types of spiritual individuals. Many are realizing that the Christian moral framework is very important, and and that's definitely a good thing. Another to consider is the Christian doctrine called individual soul liberty. Soul liberty is what God himself established when he created us. And we find this clear teaching in uh, his word in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. It also does not rest upon the legal documents of our nation because it's rooted in the word of God. Sure, we have those types of freedoms, but the individual freedom of the soul is inherent in man's nature as God created him. Thus, man is responsible for his choices, but he is free to choose. It is upon this doctrine that that much of the freedoms in which America enjoys is based upon. 
The nation filled with pride is not only true of those who work in the nation's capital, but of the individuals such as you and I. There are key moments in our nation's history that brought us spiraling downwards, but it is we the people who are to blame. It isn't all Washington, D.C.'s fault as the, uh, to the downfall of the nation. Those people didn't just take over the office with some sort of coup. They were installed with our votes or our lack thereof. Now, we can have questions about the 2020 election, but look, even for the election of the president, that doesn't account for all the stupidity in the votes for senators and uh, representatives and the like. It's been going on for a very long time, and I sure don't attribute that to all just the voter fraud, even though I do believe that that did take place. It was the lack of moral standards that allowed the government corruption to take place. People want to point out that, oh, well, Donald Trump wasn't a very moral man in his past, yet it was the snake globalist that installed the elements of our nation's destruction from within. It wasn't Donald Trump that installed the spy programs that are being used upon the American people. It wasn't Donald Trump using the FBI to kick in journalist doors and, and to arrest people. That It sure wasn't Donald Trump that did those things. We have our priorities in this nation seriously, seriously messed up. One of the things I appreciated about President Trump was that the man genuinely loved America. That's why people voted for him. The man genuinely loved America and what she stood for. All sorts of things came out of that man's mouth at times, but there was... There was an honesty to it that at least you knew what he was thinking, and there wasn't double talk. Long before the 2016 election, though, this nation was already spiraling downwards, so it wasn't Donald Trump that did it. It was our pride and our arrogance that allowed the wickedness in the sight of God to take place. Abortion mills run rampant through this nation, law and order unraveling because men of justice won't stand up for truth. There was so much that we can list, but I think you get the point. I'm not saying that being a Christian should be compulsory either, but just recognize the principles in which this nation was founded upon and follow them. The Christian moral framework matters. If you don't have the Christian moral framework, you do not have America. You don't, period. The next aspect of America's destruction that we're going to address is that she is covetous. To covet is to be excessively eager to obtain and possess. This walks hand in hand when you have the love of money. God has a few choice words on this subject, especially in the New Testament. He writes in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10, quote, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows, end quote. Interestingly enough, the Bible talks about managing money quite a bit because of the evil that can follow it. You know, unbelievers will say, well, the Bible talks about money so, you know, preachers can get money. Well, sure, there are some evil men out there that claim to be pastors that are blatant heretics according to the Christian faith that do those types of things. But God talks a lot about money because what you spend your money on is where your heart is. And even in your conversations on your daily basis with people, 
you really want to find out what a person really acts like and who he truly he or she truly is, oh, deal with money. That nice person can turn very wicked in a heartbeat. It's amazing what money can tempt us with and what money can do to our character. It is absolutely insane. We're so easily tempted with shiny things that will follow such to our own destruction. The same is true for our nation as a whole. The government is filled with those who can, are considered covetous and have a love of money. The game is rigged from the very beginning that, that someone comes into politics. It takes a lot of money to get elected and even more money to keep the seat that you won. The system repeats every two years for representatives and every four years for senators. The temptation is very high to take money from those who want to purchase your vote in the Senate or the, or the House. The legal purchasing of votes takes place through lobbyists who hold fundraisers for various politicians so they can get certain legislation passed. An article written by a former lobbyist in 2018 states that, quote, Today, most lobbyists are engaged in a system of bribery, but it's of the legal kind, the kind that runs rampant in the corridors of Washington. It's a system of sycophant elected leaders expecting a campaign cash flow, and in return, industry, interest groups, and big labor are rewarded with what they want, legislation and rules that favor their constituencies. End quote. It gets even worse when there are spending bills that are passed that have extra budget spending for nonsensical items. Senator Rand Paul used to do short clip videos on these you know, budget items with huge price tags, but they were for nonsense. One could say that maybe that these are just a funnel <laughs> to be able to get American tax dollars into somebody's pockets. I wonder if we're ever going to follow that rabbit trail sometime. That would be a great investigation. One example of this was sending 25 million tax dollars to Pakistan for gender programs. <laughs> in the name of democracy was the cry of the left. Never mind the fact that our nation is in tens of trillions of dollars of debt, but we're funding gender programs in Pakistan. Yeah. That doesn't if that doesn't make you raise an eyebrow, then I don't even know what will. Let us not look to just the government for its corruption. But let's take a glance at our modern culture. America is so covetous that we have a day of Thanksgiving coming up really soon here on a Thursday in November. But then Black Friday, the very next day, Christmas sales go on. People who were so-called thankful who sit around the table with their families that Thursday night will then go and wait in line at 1 a.m. the next day at Best Buy and just to rush in and beat each other up over TVs, <laughs> stomping and grabbing each other <laughs> to try to get that sale. Now, it's funny, but then it's not. It's actually sad. It's coming to the point where people aren't even having Thanksgiving dinners anymore because they're going to sit outside these stores literally for days <laughs> just so they can get Black Friday deals. What kind of insanity is this? This is a nation that is fat, dumb, and lazy. We have lost the appreciation for what America stands for, not only with freedom, but with opportunity. 
We have college-age kids marching around the streets demanding what they think they deserve with free college and health care. Whiny babies that want to institute socialism but and being too incompetent to understand that such philosophy will bring them under bondage. There's such a labor shortage going on right now. It's unbelievable because people want to take that government, that easy government unemployment check rather than working. So many hiring signs and businesses all around, yet nobody wants to work. Why? Because it's just easier to sit on your tail and collect a government check. But they don't realize that that money is going to dry up soon. Absolute laziness. Finally, the last aspect of America's destruction is her having apathy. This is when you have a lack of interest or enthusiasm in something. The apathy in this government is rampant as they climb all over each other to fulfill their own lusts. The love for God is empty in our government. The love for this nation and the principles in which it was founded upon is empty. Evil takes place in the government bureaucracies like the NSA, the FBI, the spying on Americans, the the abuse of journalists, and our politicians could care less about the entire thing because many of them are in on it. It always amazes me of those politicians that say tax the rich. Yes, yet they live like kings and queens. It's absolutely unbelievable. It, and it's even more unbelievable that people actually follow these individuals without seeing those types of things. Such hypocrisy. Let us again not be too judgmental about these corrupt politicians because we are just as guilty. Why have we allowed such it to take place in our government? Why do we allow such government overreach? Why have we been so apathetic to not stand for liberty? So many people are willing to whine and complain, but aren't willing to step out and do something about it. That includes Christian pastors. Some of the people that annoy me the most are these so-called Christian pastors that really expose themselves as wolves among sheep. These men won't stand up to defend the sheep. They won't do what they are called to do as shepherds to defend the sheep. Although there are, on the flip side, many men of God who are standing. And you know what? We need to flock around these men and, and strengthen their hands that they stand up against evil, that we all unify to stand up against evil. But at the same time, we need to call out the false ones for what they are. After the 2020 election debacle, I have an overwhelming temptation to never vote again because it just seems like it doesn't matter. Maybe all those crazy ones I used to talk to in the past that, uh, that said those kind of things were actually right. I don't know. But what I do know is that change comes through affecting one person at a time, being able to change their mind and heart through Christ. Imagine a community, a town, a city, a county, a state, multiple states, a nation changed one person at a time to change over the government that we have now. Is it possible? It is possible with God's help. It almost seems impossible. And I think we're probably crossing the coming very close to the threshold in which there's a point of no return. But this should push us Christians even more 
to strive to make that difference. And it happens one person at a time. Sure, if you look at the grand scale of government and the things going on, it seems hopeless. But remember, change happens in one pl- with one person at a time. If you're not striving to make that difference, then of course, no change will happen. This last election cycle, I saw a shift take place even within Southern California. I mean, we saw new Republican voters. Uh, they were converted Democrats and were voting for Donald Trump. Um, a lot of people were actually thinking about the values they thought they were going to vote on. Because remember, a lot of people vote based upon what their parents voted. So they'll vote Democrat or Republican or whatever else. A lot of Democrat voters out here. But we saw counties switch over. Believe it or not, California is is actually uh, pretty conservative. It's just the, the main cities that really control the rest of the state. But still, one person at a time was affected, and we did make a dent within California. If, if that can happen here, imagine that concept if we were to do that all over the United States. Imagine if we had the intestinal fortitude to stand up for truth and what is right by God. We have such an apathy that's taking place towards human life. As I said previously, the abortion mills are slaughtering millions of children through the years. Not only that, but the violence that's taking place in the streets. How do we come to the place where you've got younger men just going up to older men walking with canes, old men, and just beating the tar out of them? How do we come to that place? How do we get to the place where an individual walk into a church filled with people and open fire upon worshiping crowds? How do we come to the place where gangs roam the streets indiscriminately killing or even the sex trafficking of people? Human trafficking in the U.S. has skyrocketed in the last several years. The sexual abuse of women and children has risen as well. Yet we're so apathetic to even care about such atrocities taking place around us. Are we going to make the difference? Otherwise, we're going to suffer the judgment of God. Our spiritual apathy towards God is just as corrosive. It feeds the previous lack of action we just spoke of. People could care less about the God of the Bible, but are willing to chase after a God of their own creation. This is very similar to a time described in the Bible where man, quote, did that which was right in his own eyes. As I said previously, even if a person is not a Christian, imagine a country that would get back to the principles in which it was founded upon life and liberty. Imagine a country that wasn't so morally bankrupt where you weren't pushing drugs upon kids to try to change their gender or sex just unbelievable imagine a country that wasn't so morally bankrupt that you can't trust the average person walking down the street by you remember there was a time in our nation's history where people didn't even lock their houses or their cars i that wasn't a part of my generation i i can't even contemplate that that's a good way to get your stuff stolen But it used to be where people were a whole lot more moral, but not so much now. Interesting. Why was that? Christian moral values. Let's look at ourselves and realize that we made this nation great in God's eyes. 
It was not by being proud and arrogant, but a nation that feared God and was humble. That same nation was blessed. Let's not be covetous, chasing after the things of this world. They won't bring us the happiness and fulfillment the advertisements claim they will. We can only find such in Almighty God. Lastly, let's not be apathetic to the things happening around us. Let's not be apathetic towards one another, but love one another, as the scripture says. Jesus Christ says in the book of John, chapter 13, verse 34, quote, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another, end quote. Imagine a nation that would do that. Imagine what could take place if we turned from our sins and turned back to God. I want to thank you for listening. And be sure to follow us on the podcast media. Please take a look at our website, OurMightyFortress.com, and subscribe for more updates. Stay tuned next time for more great content, and remember to find your refuge and strength in Our Mighty Fortress.